Welcome back to another episode of the Next Level Minds podcast. My name is Chris Chapman, and I am your host. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, then this is a podcast dedicated to those who want to reach a next level in their business, personal, or career life. Every other week, I'm blessed to sit down with a fully qualified guest, entrepreneur, content creator, or mover and shaker in their industry, and walk through their story of how they have gotten from point A to point B and overcame various adversities along the way. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to go ahead and reiterate my main goal, which is to impact over one million people by helping them reach a next level. So if you have not done this already, take the time to subscribe to Next Level Minds on Apple Podcasts. Share this episode with a family member, friend, or colleague who you think will get some value out of it. Other than that, going into today's episode, I'm sitting down with Will Holdren, who's a successful entrepreneur, published author, and podcast host. He's got an amazing book, which I recently read called Becoming the Best, Step Out in Faith to Reach Higher, Dream Bigger, and Succeed. He's also got an amazing podcast called Willpower Podcast, which I love listening to as well. He's had some very successful guests on the show. All that said, he's also an athlete, and he's doing all of this while he's a college student. So there's a lot to unpack here with his book, his podcast, and really how he's managing all of this as well as a college athlete. So really excited to sit down with Will. Uh, him and I have talked a few times offline. He's also got an awesome LinkedIn profile as well. Um, so I'm pumped to dive in here. But before we dive into some conversation with Will, I also just wanted to go over the thing that we always say here which is your mindset is your greatest weapon for the battle of success. Well, thanks for hopping on the uh, Next Level Minds podcast today. Of course, Chris. Thank you so much for letting me join you. I really love your podcast. I've been watching it on LinkedIn for a while and some episodes, so I'm really excited to be here. Dude, of course, brother. And uh, I love your podcast as well. And it was cool we mentioned this offline, but I love interviewing a fellow podcast host. There's always a nice like collaboration to it. So, yes, sir. Love tapping to one another brains. So, <laughs> good knowledge. Yeah. How's the uh, day treating you so far, though, Will? Today was been pretty good. You know, the sun was shining. It was 60 degrees for once in Pennsylvania. So that's always a good thing. Um, all my schoolwork's done. So it's a good day, you know? Yeah. What's a typical Tuesday look for like for you in college though, by the way? Tuesday. Tuesday is my nice days. I have one class at 2 p.m. But instead of sleeping in until like 10 a.m. or 11 a.m., I'm usually up by 7, 7.30. I usually get my day going by... Um, uh, doing some meditation kind of early on, posting on LinkedIn, and then I try to, you know, kind of network for my podcast, reach out to some possible guests I want to have on, and then I try to grow some my businesses for a couple of hours during the day, do like a couple hours of homework, and every now and then I'll have a basketball practice to sneak in there as well. But that's typically how my Tuesday would go. Dang, that's yeah. awesome. That, that's a kind of, a lot of uh, balancing, honestly, time management, and everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. Time management is huge, especially in college. There's a lot of opportunity to be able to waste your time. I see a lot of people around me that do waste their time. And I want to make sure that's not me because I've seen so many people, especially people that I've interviewed that I've taken advantage of college and later dropped out of college. So hopefully that can happen, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, time management is crucial. And I definitely want to make sure I'm on the right track and not wasting any precious time. 
Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. So you kind of just touched on this a little bit. Obviously you're in college. Um, you're explaining your, your Tuesday a little bit. Um, but I know you're not like most college students, obviously with your own podcast, willpower podcast, which is awesome, by the way, um, you have your own book, which I read. Uh, and then you also mentioned you have your own business as well and a pretty large LinkedIn presence. So all that, I definitely want you to highlight on that eventually, but like, can you explain your upbringing a little bit, which maybe kind of drove some of the behaviors you have right now? Yeah, of course. So I grew up in a pretty normal family. My parents have been married for about 40 years, I think something like that. Hmm. Um, I have one older brother. My parents both worked nine to five jobs. Their, their parents both worked nine to five jobs. So I was kind of brought up in the, you know, go to high school and get good grades, go to college, get good grades, go get a nine to five job, save up money for 60 years of your life. And then after 60 years of your life, you can graduate after you save enough money or retire after you save enough money. And then you'll be set to live the last 10 years of your life. And to me, like, I just didn't really seem like I wanted to do that. I don't know why, but something clicked in my brain. And I just thought like, there's gotta be something more to life. And honestly, I think that a couple of things that have led me to that belief kind of was social media, kind of the music I listened to kind of just driving around with my parents every now and then and seeing these couple mansions. I'm like, huh, mm -hmm. what are they doing differently in their life? You know? And so that's why I kind of dove into this whole journey. And the first major step for me was my podcast. And that was that podcast allowed me to meet other like-minded people that, you know, also don't want to work that nine to five life, want something more, want to make a huge impact, want to leave money for their great, great, great grandchildren. I was like, dang, and I want to tap into their minds. And so that's kind of what led me down my path. Yeah. That's really cool that you realize that at an early age. Cause I feel like unfortunately people realize that at like 40, 50 years old and they're like, dang, like I want some of these things too. But I think it's so smart when you can do that at an early age because time is on your side. Yeah, of course. And my first book I published when I was end of my junior year in high school. Mm. And so that was kind of a huge step for me, mainly because I had to overcome the fear, like people judging me and what they're going to think of me publishing a Christian motivational book at, you know, 18 years old. Like, what, like, what do I know about anything? You know what I mean? But, you know, it's one thing, one of those things you just got to push past and it's been a blessing that I've did it, that I've done it. And um, it's really helped me out to where I am today. How'd you come back that judgment? Cause I think that can hold a lot of people back, especially at an early age. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously like, just like you said, a lot of people in high school, they really, um, they really notice what other people think about them. Mm. That was the same exact way, but you know, at one point, just listening to other podcasts, listening to like Gary Vee on Instagram, something like that. Like at some point, like the only person's opinion that matters is your opinion of yourself. Mm. And so I really took that to heart. I'm also a faith-based Christian. I thought, you know, what would God want me to do in this situation? And I really thought he wanted me to publish this book. That was a Christian motivational book. So I kind of just took that route. Um, obviously, like I said, people kind of did judge me for it, but I didn't really care. You know, I was going to do me in like 20 years down the road, I probably will never see them again in my life. So, you know, yeah. it's, you, know, you just got to do your own thing and whatever that is, it is. And, you know, you can't be afraid of people judging you because no matter what you do, people are going to judge you either way. Dude, totally agree. And I think the people that are judging you are ultimately the ones that aren't really where you're at or not even on the path of where you're going to go. They're usually the haters, people that are making excuses of why they're not where you are. Yeah. And, and honestly, to me, the main thing of why they're hating is because they're not understanding what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like all those kids that are in high school, they're all going to college, getting the nine to five job. And you know, to them, that's fine. But to me, that's not fine. And if I don't want to go down that route, I got to do something differently to separate myself from the 99% of people. And so for me in that situation, it was to publish a book, to, do, to get my name out there so people recognize me at a younger age, have something credible that people can look at me at 
And so, yeah, I just think a lot of people there, they don't see the vision. And when you do something different than what they're doing, they're kind of thinking, oh, you think you're better than me, something like that. And that's really just not the case. They just don't have your vision and, you know, they're not seeing what, why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. I love that. How, how do you think you can get your vision across though, whether it's a book, business, podcast, just to people that may not see that vision? Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, you know, for me, my vision, I really wanted to positively impact a billion people, spread the message of Christ and to be able to live the life that I really wanted to do. And for me, that first step was publishing a book, kind of just getting my name out there, helping people realize God's God, you know, go along that route. But you know, technology nowadays, there's so many different routes that anyone can go down just to get their vision out there. Mm. And honestly, like you don't even need to tell other people about your vision. As long as you know what your vision is and you know what your passion is, then you should know what route to go after in order to follow that vision. And for me, I took the best possible route that I saw at the moment. What I could do at that moment was publishing a book. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could definitely post about it on social media, mm. get the vision out there, let people know what you're doing. You could take advantage of LinkedIn, TikTok, which have great organic reaches right now, YouTube. Um, but yeah, there's definitely various ways to get your, your, uh, your vision out there, whether it be podcasting as well, or, you know, something along those lines. Yeah, totally. I think it's also just having the courage to talk about it too, to groups of people. I mean, I went to a networking event the other night with a bunch of people I didn't know. And I, for some reason, just didn't even bring up my podcast because it's not really where I wanted to be right now. It's on the way there, but I was like, ah, I'm going to hold back. And I think it's important to still talk about it, even if it's not like full progression yet. Right, right. Exactly. And, you know, even if it's not full progression, it's still yours. It's still something you're, yeah. you can still hype it up. Like, Hey, my podcast is blowing up right now, even though it may not be, but you know what? It could be. In about a yeah. month. So you just got to tell people that you got to hype it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how can you get other people hype if you're not hype at the end of the day? Exactly. Yeah. You got to be excited about what you're doing. It's your yeah. passion. Um, so time management wise, we were actually talking about this a little bit earlier, but I know you played three sports in high school. I listened to you on an, another podcast. So for the listeners out there that they may not be playing three sports in high school, but they may be working eight to five, building a side hustle, building, you know, personal brand. Like what advice would you have just from kind of a general time management aspect there that maybe helped you when you played three sports? Yeah. So first of all, you don't need to wake up at 4 a.m. to be successful or to make it through the day. I've tried that many times. and I failed many times. Let me depress many times. You know, sometimes you're just not a morning person. There's nothing wrong about that. But what I do do is this. I write out my whole day on a sticky note. I'm like 8 a.m. I'm, right, I'm waking up or whatever time I want to do. Or at 2 p.m. I got a meeting. So I think it's, it's crucial for me to be able to you know, clearly see what I have going on throughout the day and feeling in those pockets of like two hours time that's like in between things and taking advantage of it instead of just like sitting on the couch watching a movie for a little bit. And, you know, I, I have a clear list of like things I would need to do every day, whether it be reaching out to new people and networking with people. And I make sure I find 20 minutes to set aside. Now, maybe one day you're super busy and you can't do it during the morning day, then maybe you do have to wake up 20 minutes earlier, like at 6.30 or 6 o'clock or something like that, or stay up a little bit later. But the key thing for me, for my time management, how I've been so successful with it in my eyes, is just writing it out, planning it out the night before the day of, and just making sure that I accomplish everything that I need to get done. Dude, that's so cool that you mentioned you don't have to get up at 4 a.m. Because um, <laughs> that sounds pretty daunting if you're not a morning person. Oh, um, it's awful. Yeah, I heard you on that podcast talk about like, hey, I tried to get up at 4 a.m. It just didn't work. Yeah, I mean, I'll admit that I've failed that many times. But I was like, okay, Gary B's waking up at 4.30. I'm going to try that. And the one day I remember I did it for about three days straight. And on the fourth day, I literally woke up at 4.30 a.m. 
did everything I wanted to do to like 5.30 and I just crashed. I slept from like 5.30 to 8.30. It was, just, it was just awful. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop doing this. I'm just going to plan on my day strategically and just make sure I get everything that I need to do. Yeah. And I think it's like auditing when you have the highest energy. So some people I know can wake up at four, but they're work from four to 12. But after 12, it's just, they're not productive at all, you know? So for me, like my maximum productivity, um, it's honestly probably from like six to two, 3 PM. But I know if I wake up like way before that, it's just not going to work. Or if I try to do really high impact things after like that time frame, it's just not going to work. Right. Yeah. It definitely varies per person. And for me, like, I get tired super quickly, whether it's at like 11 p.m. or something like that. And I definitely need my eight hours of sleep, but but yeah, I'm definitely most productive in the middle of day as, as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, so touching on like the judgment aspect a little bit, how did you deal with like in high school and even now in college, just a lot of the peer pressure um, to obviously like the social side of things of like, hey, you know, I know you have three sports. I know you have a podcast, but let's go get some beers. Like how do you kind of deal with that peer pressure of things you don't want to do? Yeah, that's a really great question. It's really at its height right now for me in my life, just because I'm at college. And, you know, a lot of things happen at college. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't drink at all. I really pride myself on that. I don't smoke weed at all. I don't do any drugs whatsoever. I like to keep my body clean. You know, it is what it is. Um, I like to get high off my own energy. But um, there's definitely many times where people's like, "Yo, we'll just take this quick drink and you know, let's try this weed brownie, something like that." But you know, for me, it just comes down to morals and what I truly believe in. And like I said, like everyone's different. Everyone has different morals. And for me, that's just not in my morals. I don't want to do that. And so I'm at a point where I'm comfortable enough to tell them that. Mm. And I'm comfortable in my own skin. So I'm like, hey, I don't want to do that. It's whatever. Um, and so they kind of have to deal with that. And whether or not they judge me or not, that's their fault. That's not my fault. And, you know, the next day I'm going to be confident because I did do what I wanted to do. And I stood up for what I thought was right. Um, and like I said, like people aren't really going to get what you're doing, why you do what you do, but that's not their issue. Your issue is that, you know, you got to be confident. You got to believe, you got to really believe in what you want to do. And if you don't want to smoke weed and don't let anyone change that value, and if they do change, try to change that, then they're not your friend. You need to get rid of them because there's are people that will, will stick with you that do believe in what you believe in. So you got to find those people and kind of find, find that path. Yeah, that's awesome. I love, it's kind of like find your tribe, find those five or 10 people that are help going to move you forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, kudos to you, honestly, for having that, that courage to to stick with the morals. Cause it's, you know, I've, I graduated 2018 and like, it gets tough with the peer pressure. Um, and it's easy to go into, especially if everyone around you is like, just do it, just do it, you know? Yeah, for sure. And you know, you see them not getting in trouble and you're like, okay, maybe it is okay just to do it like one time. But the thing is like, if you do it that one time, that breaks your whole moral code. And then you're like, then you just feel like battling because you're not confident in what you believe in. You, you're like, you're bending your boundaries. Like, is it okay to sleep in one day then? Like, is it okay to do it another night? You just don't know. And then it hurts your confidence and affects how you perform the next day. So I want to perform to my maximum ability. And I think that to do that, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to smoke or do any drugs. Yeah. I love that. I love that you mentioned that. It's like that one time can really break it all together. I saw an Instagram post by Will Smith today and he said, Hey, don't quit one time because that one time you're going to think that it's okay to obviously like keep quitting down the road for different aspects of things. Right. Right. It's just like if you play a sport, like if you're supposed to be at practice at 6am and you show up at 601, then you're late. And then that Mm -hmm. affects your life. Like, is it okay to show up late to the gym? Is it okay to show up late to your work? No, it's not. And you don't want to be that person that's known for showing up late. But if you show up early and you stay consistent on that schedule, then you know that you're going to go down the right path. And you know that you're doing what you need to be doing in order to be successful, whether it be sports, business, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. There's a classic quote, to be 
what to be on time is to be early or something cheesy like that. So yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, dude, let's dive into your book for a second. So you obviously shipped me a copy a few months ago, which thank you for that. Uh, as I mentioned before we started, read it over Christmas. Awesome book, um, becoming the best, and then it's step out in faith to reach higher, dream bigger, and succeed, um, which I really love that part as well. Um, so first, like, could you elaborate a little bit, maybe in more detail of just like what sparked you to say, Hey, like, I want to write this book. I want to get this type of information out there, especially at such an early age. Yeah, honestly, you know, first of all, thank you for reading my book. I really appreciate that. But, um, I don't know why I wrote my book to begin with, to be honest with you. I just, I just remember thinking that I need to do something to get my name out there in the entrepreneurial Mm. world. And I knew that I wanted to do something with God, something with Jesus and something that I could actually afford. And the book was the thing that I fell upon. And, you know, to me, it was just like, it's a statement. Like, I'm here for the long game. I'm going to write this book. It's going to be a great Christian motivational book. I really, it really dives deep into my morals, what I believe, how I think other people should be living their lives. Um, and, you know, that kind of helped me go down that path as well. Mm. And I think that book was just a good testament that I have big things coming in the future. And, you know, I think it other helps other people as well. Like if, if you're a struggling Christian, like you want to step out in faith, reach high and succeed, then it's a good book for you to read. And honestly, it helped me as well to kind of, you know, fall back on the book, you know, when I'm feeling down, whenever I need like some motivation, like you wrote this, you need to fulfill it now. You know, like kind of since it's kind of since it's like in writing, you got to perform it now. So that's kind of what I mean. But, you know. Yeah. I, I like that too. It's kind of like, all right, you wrote the book obviously to inspire other people to succeed and have a bunch of cool successful stories. And it's like, if ever you're slack and you're like, wait a second, like I'm trying to inspire others. I need to like also inspire myself at the same time. Right. Right. So now you wrote it and you like people are reading it and now they expect you to perform at that level constantly. So now it's a good like wall against your back. Like you've got to perform now or else people are going to judge you. You're going to be a hypocrite because you're saying you do one thing and you're doing another thing. So yeah dude how do you deal we already talked about peer pressure but how do you deal with kind of like the expectation pressure especially like i know you're an athlete and everything too so yes there's a lot of expectation pressure and for me like i'm on with the duke you know what i mean like it's a like you got to get straight A's. you got to be the best athlete possible you got to be the best in whatever you want to do and like that's a good expectation is it's positive pressure because it forces you to try your hardest or whatever you want to do but um, you know, the big thing for me is once again, it's really what I want to do and what I want to put my effort into. And like my mm. parents putting that pressure onto me, like, that's great, but like, they're not living my life. So they don't know like what I should be doing. And unlike I do, you know what I mean? Cause it's my life. And so you know, there's definitely a lot of expectation, expectation pressure, but once again, like it just falls back on like, it's you, how do you mm. want to live your life? You got to put pressure on yourself in order to make sure you get you want to get done and whether I mean getting A's or B's or, you know, maybe slacking off the school a little bit just so you grow your business and putting that pressure on you in your business world. Then like, that's totally fine, but it's just got to align with your morals and where you see yourself going in like five years. You can't let other people put that pressure on you. You got to put that pressure on yourself in the direction you want to go. Mm. Yeah. That's such a good point. And I think it's the importance of like self audit. Like, you know, what do I really want in life? Do I want this or do I want that? And I think aligning your decisions and actions to those things that you want in life. Right, right. And it just goes back to like, if both your parents are like engineers and putting that pressure on you to become an engineer, like you got to decide, okay, do I really want to be an engineer? Do I want to do something differently? You got to be able to like accept or deny that pressure or, you know, do what you really want to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, dude, so something your book mentions is that, you know, God has a plan for everyone. Um, and that every successful person was once just a regular person, which I thought was a really cool concept to think about. 
So what is your advice just for those people out there that may just not believe that God has a plan for them? And they may also just not believe in themselves. Like, okay, you know, this person, they're just successful. I don't think I can be successful like they are. Yeah, I always love talking about this. And God, for sure, definitely has a plan for everyone. I forget what the actual statistic is, but like the odds of you even being a human being are so low. Like it's, it's unbelievably oh, yeah. low. So like the fact that you even here means that you're here for a purpose. Mm. And so I always love thinking about that. And it's just like, if I'm here for a purpose, I want to make sure I'm really living my life to my full and doing what I really want to be doing instead of letting other people decide my life for me. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, there's a lot of successful people that have come from Christian backgrounds. And I really do believe that God has a path for everyone. And like I said in my book, everyone was once a no one, um, mm. you know, me and you, you know what I mean? Like we're no ones from small towns and now we're trying to do some big things and, you know, looking in the future, like people were interviewing, they're doing really great things. They came from the same backgrounds as us, they're doing the same things as us. It's just like a matter of time that like we're going to be there. And to me, like the only way that I can fail is if I stop doing what I'm doing. Mm. And so like five years from now, I'm still may not be successful, but 10 years from now I may be. And so, you know, you got to keep that confidence in that belief that you can do it, which everyone can do it. Um, but you know, you just got to have confidence in yourself and be able to say that I'm going down the path I want to go down. And if I keep at it, I'm going to be successful. So, yeah, that's kind of oh, that's so cool. Cause it's, it, you literally only fail if you stop doing what you're doing. And I think people f fail to realize that it's like only a failure if you quit. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So the one person I did on my podcast, the same with Sam Bakula, he's actually dead now, rip to him, but, um, you know, he had a really great story. He came from Iran, you know, immigrated here to USA. He was broke. And then his parents were like smugglers or something like that. Um, but then like he kept at it. And then eventually like he met the right people. He finally started up his gyms. They failed like the first five years. He kept at it. Then eventually over time, you know, it's success. But you just got to believe that over time, anything can happen. You can end up successful. Mm. Yeah. And it's, I think it's looking up to people that maybe came from a similar background as you and saying, you know what, if they did it, I can, I can do it too. Right. Right. Finding those mentors. Mentors is another huge thing. Mm -hmm. um, that's another reason why I wanted to start my podcast because I had no real mentors mm -hmm. for like the entrepreneurial world or the world that I wanted to go into. You know, once I started my podcast, you're just finding people that are doing what you want to do. Like, and you're, and you're getting yourself belief because you're seeing that they're doing it and they're making a lot of money doing it and they're being successful and helping a lot of people. So I'd like just seeing that, like, it's so powerful because then you know that it's possible. Yeah. And it's, once you start talking to these people, which I know you've definitely experienced this too with your podcast, you're like, wait a second, this guy or this girl that, you know, has X amount of money and built X amount of businesses. They're kind of just like you and I, at the end of the day, when it comes to just their personalities and behaviors and stuff. So yep. yeah, they're just nice people that want to help people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whether 500 CEO, they just want to help you. Then like, that's super cool to me and seeing that they're being, a huge hit in the business world and you're still like on my podcast. Like that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the cool thing I like about your book about, you know, the mentor side is you obviously have insights from like Kevin Durant, Mark Zuckerberg, Warren Buffett, all in this one book. And it's not just like six people in the tech industry or seven people in the athlete industry. It's like six, seven people all across different industries, which I think is the coolest part of the book. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge believer that it's more who you know rather than what you know. Mm. And like in every any industry, any great player, you can definitely see they had a really great mentor to help them out. And I really highly encourage everyone to find a mentor no matter what industry you're going in. Um, 
and like I said before the podcast even started playing, um, I got an internship from someone. He's like a huge mentor now because I want to go into the real estate field. And now he's that person that can help me with that. So, you know, you just got to find those people that can connect you to the right people and find people that can help you that are willing to help you. Yeah. And I talk about this all the time, but people are really willing to help you. It may not seem like it, but especially like the very successful entrepreneurs, they want to give back because they remember what it was like in the scrappy phase. Right, right, exactly. I had this one um, guest, Mario Armstrong, on my podcast. Um, he has this really cool TV show, but he was talking about this concept as well. And it's like, he's like, when people reach out to people that are like 30 years older than them, it's pretty likely that they're going to reach back out to you and help you just because you're not in competition with them. You know what I mean? Like if you're a younger age, you reach out to someone that's older than you, like they're going to help you just because you're not competing against them. But if you're like the same age, you wait to be the same age as them and you're, you're in competition, you're less likely to help. So you got to take advantage of it and reach out to people that are older than you that are willing to help you because there's definitely people out there. Mm. That's such a good point. It's like, they're not in as much competition as another, you know, 50 year old versus, you know, a 22 year old reaching out to them for advice. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like like a younger version of them when they, yeah. When they were younger. Yeah. I had a CEO tell me that the other day, like, Hey, like how old are you? And I told him 25. I said, man, you literally remind me of who I was at 25 years old. I was like, wow, that's like a really good feeling when it comes to behaviors and habits. Yep. Yep. And you see how they turned out and now you say, okay, I'm going to turn like that. I stay down this path. Yeah. And, And speaking of leaders like that, another concept you mentioned in your book is that leaders are readers. Um, so like how important in your opinion is this whole kind of personal development into your life? Oh my gosh. Personal development is huge. And I think that's one area of my life where I separate from a lot of other people that are my age, because I read a ton of personal development books, whether it be like Grant Cardone, Mm. um, David Goggins and his book, like to tap into their minds and to be able to read their books and see what they go through in order to reach success the trials and tribulations they had to power through. Like, it's just mind-boggling to me and to see that you know like they were not slacking off and like comparing that to like my life it's like okay i can be doing so much more. i could be performing at such a higher level like like that just motivates me and to see like how they grew past these painful points in their life like that's power that's powerful because now when i go through those painful points I, I know how to get through them as well and you know just like i said like like reading is just it's such a great thing for your mind as well like just develop your mind and you know, kind of open it and just be able to learn new skills without like a teacher teaching them to you. So I think it's one of the best things that anyone can do. I definitely recommend reading every day, whether it's like 20 minutes, 10 pages, something like you just got to open a book and start reading. Totally agree. I, I wish I started reading earlier. You know, I started reading like probably senior year of college at 21 years old. Um, so I've only been really on the, the reading grind, if you will, for about four years, but it really changes you as a person, not only just with your success potential, but also when you're conversing with high level um, CEOs, entrepreneurs, it's like, Hey, I read this in this book the other day and kind of proves that you're developing yourself, which I think is super important. Right. Right. And on top of that, it motivates you. Like just mm-hmm. seeing like they went through that just to get to the end, just to be successful. Like that's motivating me. And like it motivates me not to quit just at every little stopping point that I get to. Yeah. What, what are your like maybe top three favorite books besides yours, obviously, um, that, that you would maybe recommend to the listeners? Definitely, definitely. So top three. One, David Goggins' book. I forget what the title of it is, but... Uh, that can't, one, can't Hurt Me? Yeah, Can't Hurt Me. That one is definitely one. Um, I would say... Who is the other dude? I say Grant Cardone's 10X is definitely up there. That might be two or three. Um, another one that I would definitely recommend is... High performers habits. 
Um, oh, yeah. That's a really great book as well. Just to see like how high performers perform in their daily lives. Um, that's a really great one. There's another one I can't think of right now. I, I know I'm on LinkedIn, but I'll get back to you on that. But yeah, I'd probably say those are my top three. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, yeah, can't hurt me. I did the audio book for that. And um, this was pre-COVID when I was driving around to meetings all the time. And like, I'd go into every meeting so pumped up just from listening to that book. So That man is unbelievable. Stuff that he went through in his life, that's just crazy. Yeah, I know. It's like, it makes the you know, a few miles I ran the other day seemed like, you know, just a walk in the park for him. Yeah. So. Yeah. He runs like 30 miles on broken legs. <laughs> I don't understand. But. Yeah. Yeah. Whole different breed. Um, so another concept you talk about, which I think is really cool. And I have a lot of young listeners. So you mentioned like youth is no excuse for inactivity. Um, and I know there's a verse in the Bible. I think it's Timothy four twelve about like, you know, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. Um, so you kind of, could you maybe elaborate on that, that concept of yours? Yeah. And if you are still in your youth, that's a huge advantage over a lot of people because you have something that a lot of people can't have and can't buy and that's time. And so you really just got to take advantage of that time. And if you realize that at a young age, like you can start developing yourself sooner than other people, you're going to be so far ahead in life in like 10 years if you stick with. So I think that's a huge, huge, important note that people need to take in. Um, but yeah, like if you're young, you have so much opportunity because like I've seen in my own life, like, just because I'm young, like people are more willing to help me than like other people. You know what I mean? Like people are willing to write back to me or to comment, like engage with my stuff just because I'm younger, I'm ambitious and they love to see that drive from the younger person because it reminds them of them when they were younger. Mm. So, I mean, and there's so many ways to get your name out there. If you're young, you can start your own YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever you want and just start posting. And start reaching out to people saying, hey, what do you do to get to this spot in your life? What do you do to get to this spot in your life? And I just think that's so powerful and that, you know, you just got to take advantage of your youth. Like I said before, like start reading, do something, get information, learn what path you really want to go down because now's the time to do it. You don't want to look back in your life 20 years from now and just feel like you drifted through life kind of, you know what I mean? Like you just started to start learning, learn more about yourself um, and learn more valuable skills that's going to help you do what you really want to do now your parents will yeah that's so cool time is really on your side and that's kind of the biggest regret i think people have is like man i wish i did this when i was younger type of thing yeah yeah so i mean even if you don't know what you want to do i just think it's important to take that first step in any direction because now's the time to start trying things even if it may be wrong because you can pivot now and not worry about it and you don't have a lot of bills to worry about you don't have kids you don't have a marriage you don't have all these dependents on you and if you wait until you're like 30, 35, then like you got all those dependents on you. Now it's going to be so much harder to pivot, so much harder to change direction. So now's the time to get out there and start trying things and pivot if you have to. Yeah. And that should be a big motivation for you as well. I mean, it's like, all right, do I want to start this company when I you know, have no bills or have a cheap apartment? Or do I want to wait till I have kids, a wife and a mortgage to pay? I think I'm going to go with the cheaper option here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, like, like many people don't see that vision and many people get trapped in the whole family thing. They start off early, like 25 or younger. And it's like, now you kind of start going down that path. You can't do as many things you really wanted to do. And that's just, it's really sad to see. But, you know, if you really want to go down the entrepreneurial path, you're going to start early and realize that and just focus on that. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Um, you also mentioned in your book that the greats have uh, courage, dedication, and self-discipline, uh, oh. which I think those are three awesome traits, by the way. Uh, so how can someone acquire those traits um, if they don't have them yet? Yes, yes. Courage, dedication, and self-discipline. I think those are the three major qualities that I've seen that every successful person has in them. 
um, and they're definitely huge um, traits that anyone should develop. So for courage, I'll just say this, that you got to start getting out there. Like if you're afraid to talk to that person, go up and talk to them. You know, kind of go out and just start talking to like one new person every day. Like you got to get over, learn how to get over that fear and learn how to deal with that feeling when you're actually doing that fear. You know what I mean? Like you got to learn how to deal with that pressure. And, you know, that builds up your courage. And then eventually one day you're going to get over the fear of starting a business. You can be able to do that. So that's one way you can get um, your courage. For dedication, um, I would definitely say start a habit and try to do it for like 30 days, whether it's waking up at 6 a.m. every day. Try to do something for 30 days, whether it's eating a salad every day for 30 days, drinking water for 30 days, something small, that's still a win. And that helps you with your dedication. And that tells you that if you put your mind to something, you can actually do it. And like I said, 10 years from now, that could translate into starting a business, reaching out to 20 different clients every day, which is huge. And you'll have that dedication factor on your side. And then for self-discipline, you know, it kind of goes along the same way. It's just... um really following in what you believe. So once again, you could like start a diet or something and follow with, follow through with what you want to do and, you know, have like 30 period time frame or something like that and just be able to stick with it no matter what happens in your life. Um, one of the things I love about David Goggins is that like he ran every day, no matter if it's snowing, raining, whatever, like, you just got to go and do it and have that self-discipline. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's definitely a huge one to have. And I think all three of them are extremely important to be successful in life. I love it. So courage, dedication, and self-discipline, right? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Cause I read that in the book and obviously highlighted it, but I'm gonna write that down on a sticky note, just put it on my, you know, work desk or something like that to always look at every day. Yeah. I love that. It's going to take you far. Like if you can just get those three down, then you can go so far in life and do whatever you want to do and mm. you know, let other people's opinions affect you. And it's just like, after every interview I've had with a successful person, they've all had those three, whether it's mm. doing something that made them afraid, getting more fear of other people judging them or having to wake up at five o'clock every day to do something, you know, it's, it's just working through those three chains. And once you have them as tools in your toolbox, you're going to be so powerful. Yeah. And if you are dedicated, you get so much more motivated. Cause you're like, you know, what? I'm gonna work out every day for 30 days. And if you actually do that, you're like, all right, if I can do this, I can do, you know, insert other difficult task here at the end of the day. Right. Yep. It's just starting it and finishing it. It's, a lot of people that struggle with that. that's why like new year's eve a lot of people make resolutions and they fail in the first week you know what i mean and that that kills your confidence because then you keep going back in the same loop okay i'm gonna do this again fail for seven days i'm gonna do this again fail for seven days you know what i mean you just gotta break through that moment and once you break through it it's gonna break through so many other areas of your life that you're struggling with yeah that's so funny you say that because i'm a very like aware person so i i really look at my surroundings and my gym was packed probably just like yours on January to like mid February. And now it's just like right back to where it was in quarter three of last year of just people not going to the gym, slacking on their resolutions and everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's also important to touch on the subject. Like if you do fail at doing something for over a period of time, then it's okay. Like it's okay to miss one day as long as you just get over that miss and don't let it stop. You just keep continuing the next day. You know what I mean? You can't just stop after you fail one time, but you got to keep on doing it. I think a lot of people that struggle with that, and they're just quitting everything together after they fail one day with something. Mm, that's such a good point because you look at successful people and it's almost like, oh, these people are perfect. Like they never mess up. It's like, you know, they still mess up at the end of the day. They yeah. just mess up, let it bring them down for 24 hours and they're right back on the horse doing it again. Yeah, they're just consistent. They learn how to fail, uh, learn from their losses and just continue on with what they want to do. Yeah. 
Um, so your book obviously talks about a lot of different people. Who is maybe your favorite the sto- story or person in there that with like the most lessons? I think Kevin Durant was a really great one. Just looking at where he is now in his life. I mean, it's just incredible. Like his, his dad left him when he was younger. He just had to live with his mom and like a bunch of brothers. Like he was dirt poor too and came to an AAU thing, was the skinniest guy there and then still was like a dominant player and learned how to work through that adversity. Like that's, that's true power right there. And, you know, once you have that and get through that, like it's just incredible. And like now he's like the best friend in the NBA. So that's super incredible scene. And, and like I said, like that just proves that anyone can do anything you say your mind to. And so like, he's a perfect example of that. Yeah. I love that. And he's one of the first people in the book that you write about too. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a very powerful dude. He's also a Christian. So, you know, he looked oh, up nice. to God and through his way. I think that's a huge powerful testament to other people as well, saying like God is real and God can help you do what you want to do. Mm, for sure. I love that. So um, what would be your one word to really describe uh, the success that you've had or kind of the journey of your life so far? One word. Um, I would just say learning. Like everything that I do, I've learned. Um, I've had failures. I've learned from them. I had success. I've learned from them. Um, and the biggest thing for me is just like being able to keep on going on the path that I want to go down, even though other people don't get what I'm doing, like I get what I'm doing and I write down my mission statement every day. I look at my plan, my five-year plan, my six-year goals every day, just to remind myself, okay, this is why I'm doing this in my day. And so that kind of helps me get through that. And like, I just consistently learn every day in order to get through that. Like one of my goals is to start investing in real estate pretty soon once I have enough money saved up. And so right now I'm just going to learn, I'm going to listen to real estate podcasts every day. I know that that's going to get me to my goal. I'm making more knowledgeable. It's going to help me learn, help me become successful in the long run. That's what I want to do. So I definitely say learning. That's that's the coolest word. I think that's kind of the theme of this whole podcast too, is just, we were talking about the importance of, of reading, the importance of following, you know, successful people, the importance of sticking to your habits with consistency. And that really all groups back to learning. That's really cool. Yep. Yep. And whether you're six foot 10, when you're five foot 10, anyone can do it. You know what I mean? So it's just on yourself to get out there and start learning what you want to learn about. Yeah. Dude. Thank you for sharing that brother. Um, where can people connect with you by the way? On, I know you got LinkedIn podcast. Like I'd love you for you to uh, take it from there. Yeah. So if you want to find my podcast and search willpower podcast, it'll pretty much come up on every platform, Instagram, just will Holdren, LinkedIn, will Holdren, YouTube, will Holdren. And I'll reach back out to you if you definitely DM me or message me on any one of those platforms. So, yeah, well, I'll, I'll kudos you to that because I hit you up for the podcast and I was like, oh, he'll respond in a few days. And you got back to me within 24 hours. I was like, let's go. This is awesome. So, yes, yeah, I, I pride myself on that because I, I love it when people respond back to me fast too. So, it's just a good thing. Yeah. Nice, brother. Well, hey, man, really appreciate the time and thanks again for hopping on. Awesome. Chris, thank you so much for having me. Well, that's it, guys. Thanks again for taking the time to tune in to this week's episode of Next Level Minds. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Will. Just to reiterate again, my goal with this show is to impact over 1 million people. I do this for free. Don't run any ads on the show. My goal is to get the impact out there to everyone. So if you could please support the show by subscribing and sharing this episode with a family member, friend, or colleague, that'd be greatly appreciated. Other than that, I hope everyone has a great week ahead.